0: Welcome to NDG Winning, the place where Dave and Adam get together to talk about NDG and more than ever the world that revolves around us. We are season four, episode seven.
1: Dave. S4, E seven. You know, and like we do it every season when it's episode seven, I, I do a little shout out to my one of my favorite bands of all time, L7. So Whoa. you
0: know. Okay, Dave, I have a joke, okay, to light Go for the mood, it. okay? It might not be the best, but here we go. Uh, Do you know why uh, Daybreak was reporting from under a bus this morning? No. Tell me why. Because they had Joe Ortona on. (laughs) (laughs) Live from underneath the bus that Denis Kader sent over him.
1: (laughs) Wow. I I don't even think our guest is is laughing at that one. But that was a good one. I must admit that was a good one. Thank you.
0: We tried. Uh, speaking of uh, speaking yeah
1: speaking of guests, yeah we have another great guest in in keeping in um, in the spirit of of letting our listeners and readers on our Facebook page know more about the candidates. so we have the last the sixth of the uh, six candidates running for borough mayor of NDG Cote de neige. Um, I, I gotta tell you. What what I really uh, did, uh, did appreciate about this candidate he his he is has the wittiest, uh, sardonic, some brilliant posts on her page. Even though I don't always agree with what he's saying, it's always a pleasure. I laugh and he makes me laugh out loud, so that's great. So um, let's welcome the uh, borough candidate, mayoral candidate from the Axiom Montreal Party, Neil Mukherjee. Neil, thanks for joining.
2: Thanks for having me on. And uh, uh, yeah. what what, what you guys are doing is incredible. You guys have more rich content that's NDG-oriented than all of our bailed-out media uh, conglomerates combined. So congratulations on that.
1: And we also Thank have more, more podcast listeners and more uh, followers than actually listened to tonight's debate that you are at. And I listened to but we'll talk about that later. For sure. Uh,
0: that's very kind. So, uh, Neil, you know, Action Montreal... I think is a new party, at least in NDG. Correct me if I'm wrong, it's, it's new in my, anyways, tell us about your vision for NDG, Cote NDG. You're running for Bart-O-Mayer. There's mayor. there There's a huge collection of candidates. I think what's wonderful about the slate of candidates is they are each different from the other. So tell us what you're bringing to the table, Neil, on your
2: platform. All right. I'll start off with Axel-Mariel. Axel-Mariel is a, it's a new party that's uh, citywide. Our leader is Gilbert Sebadeau. Gilbert Sebadeau, he's running for, for mayor. Um, he's uh, he's originally a businessman. He's down on earth. Uh, he's, he's boring. So, I mean, that's why he's not getting much coverage. But uh, so anyways, unlike me, which I, I guess I'm not that boring. So I, I guess, you know, it, it, it's a yin and yang uh, type thing. But um, no, I, 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 listen, I, I never voted in a municipal election. I, I saw municipal elections was, was, I don't want to say no, I won't say boring. It was, it, was, it was exciting. I mean, it was, you know, it's... it's you know,
0: we don't edit this podcast. So okay. what you just said is going going to air, that you never voted. In a, it's it's. I'm impressed <laughs> that you have the guts to run for office and that that's where you're coming from. But keep going. I'm sorry to interrupt.
2: All right. No, you know what? I, I'm cool is that people know that I didn't vote. And I'm going to be honest. I mean, I've worked as a system for almost two decades. I've worked in the federal government. I've, I've worked in the provincial government. And I'm old enough to realize that a lot of it is crap. A lot of it is just bullshit. I mean, we're being lied to constantly. We're being treated like kids. Uh, elected officials. A lot of the times they don't know what the fuck they're saying. They're just they're just out there. I mean, Be- listen to the long ass answers. You're talking about um, subsidized housing, and the long ass answers where you don't even get to like what they're talking about. And then you you start challenging them on the numbers. Like for instance, you get the fifty thousand uh, dollars fifty thousand number. Let's see, at a hundred thousand dollar a pop, that's five billion freaking dollars. Like, do you expect the city to actually spend that much within the next four years on housing? I mean, no. So I mean, that's I got in because I'm seeing there's a lot of ridiculousness, and I want to bring in a little bit more a level, a levelness, like a common sense to uh, the whole uh, the whole thing.
0: So now, now when you say numbers, and there's a little bit of feedback, maybe someone's yeah, speakers are a little bit high. Let so me turn down the speaker someone. But um, Neil, when you say, you know, look at the numbers and stuff like that, you come from a professional accounting perspective. Tell us about, briefly, about your professional uh, uh, qualifications and what, how that informs your perspective on municipal politics in the borough.
2: Sure. Uh, I've got a degree in, uh, in commerce, uh, I'm an accountant, I'm a member of L'Ordie des Contes du quebec Québec. I'm a CPA. I'm, members, um, I'm a member of CPA. Uh, I'm also a certified fraud examiner. And I'm also a, uh, an associate member of the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants in, uh, as a certified financial forensics. Uh, I'm a forensic accountant. I've worked with uh, various organizations, various police forces. I've worked with the RCMP. Uh, I've worked as American uh, officials on, uh, I've, I've done mostly criminal, well, not mostly, but I, I've done a lot of criminal cases. So uh, in terms of burden of proof, I understand that if, if there's more, uh, uh, the, 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 the proof has to be a lot better and has, it has our quality than if it's in a civil case. I've done also some civil cases, uh, a lot of white collar crime. I've done market manipulation. I've done uh, Ponzi schemes, insider trading. So if you, uh, if, <laughs> sorry
0: to interrupt, but if you had access to the books of the borough, could you find the skeletons? Do you think there are skeletons to be found in the in the closets on Dakari Boulevard of the borough offices?
2: <laughs> I think there are. Like I, I, The books themselves, no, but you know what? Generally speaking, as an accountant, always look at freaking adjusting entries. That's where all the crap's usually hidden. So, and, but no, I, and a lot of, I mean, a lot of times, I mean, a red flag is Sue not being able to get budgetary numbers. I mean that's that's incredible. I mean not only that, but I met we we met several uh, ex elected officials and and from the, my meetings with Sue and, and it's kind of like I had to do an investigation to find out how the city operates. Uh, okay, I found out that the, they got this system called Simon, which is like an integrated system, and in it there's an accounting module. Now, in, what what's in the accounting module? Where is the accounting module? I, I couldn't get that far. Uh, apparently the director of finance at the borough office, she couldn't even, I mean, she couldn't even get me the name of the person who can get that information. So, no, it's like a big, uh, it, 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 it's a big clusterfuck. You know, you, know, we,
0: you know, we did an access to information request for every expense of the borough over a given year. This goes back like more than a year. And what we got was a PDF that was non-text, like it was sort of like, Someone re- the stuff. Yeah, like it was useless. Uh, I was yeah, expecting yeah, yeah. an Excel spreadsheet or a CSV file, but you know.
2: No, you, you have to get like you have to do data entry. You have to put the, the PDF on one screen and then New York selling the other and you gotta start typing. It, it's bogus. They do it on purpose. I when I used to deal with uh, with fraud cases when I put in a production order or a subpoena, I, I could tell right off the bat by but the quality of the thing that they they gave me, like oh shit, they're guilty as fuck. I mean, if if they're making me work hard to get the info and the info is not clear, and for example, something that could be a uh, copy paste by text, but it's in an image format, they're hiding something. It's not it's not good.
1: Um, why? Uh, sorry, one of the uh, one of the topics or questions that came up during the debate was the question about the budget and. Uh, there was a thing, but there's some sort of formula that did that, that what's the formula Does it doesn't exist show us the formula could you talk about what's meant by that formula how related to the budget between the borough and the city sure um, okay the, the city claims that uh, the,
2: the way the budgets allocated by borough is through a formula and there are certain things that are taken into account like the number of trees and for some reason I retained that number of trees different buildings library or, or, or whatnot and by by that logic if in the past we've gotten a screw job on the amount of trees and other buildings well then we're going to continuously get the screw job uh, uh, going forward and so sort of that's the logic of this formula but then when you confront the city and then you, you tell them sort of about this that's when they wake up and they realize oh crap yeah so then they sort of blame it on past administration and they mm-hmm. sort of say that um, they don't say it outright but they'll say that yeah, you know, you have it a bit You know, there's a lot of there's some crooked things going on in the past, but hey, that's that's the budget you guys were, are, are stuck with. So, the, and this whole formula thing, it it doesn't jive because when you look at any metrics, whether you look at it by population, by density, by square by square footage, there's there's nothing that jives. The, you might have a small portion, maybe 20 to 40, maybe even 60 percent of the budget that's uh, formula driven. The rest of it is, is done uh, is uh, negotiated behind closed doors.
0: You know, uh, my day job is I'm a lawyer uh, in the, in the payments industry, and so I have a kind of uh, a bit of an understanding of AML and and, and that kind of thing. And uh, I learned in a course that I took earlier today on AML in Quebec that there is only one city in all of Quebec that actually has. The ISO, and I just want to quote quote it properly, Uh, you would know the number better than me, Neil. Uh, 37,001? Yeah, 37,001, which is the anti-corruption ISO standard, which is Granby, Quebec. Now, why can't the most populous borough in the biggest city in the province have that standard?
2: Just two reasons. Well, one is because the accounting is done through the central city. I mean, the borough is sort of like a subdivision of the city because if you look at the accounting, code, the coding for the accounting, I believe the first two digits is the uh, borough number. And I believe NDCD uh, MD- and NDG is borough number three, and then the rest of it will be determined by, by the nature of the expense. So that, that that's the first problem is it's the city. The borough, I, they can do whatever they want in, in terms of ISO, but ISO won't cover the whole thing. And I'm not sure the borough itself will, will be able to get the ISO certification without the city. And now where the city comes in is how the accounting is done at the, at the city level. And I don't think, I, I think the city has to do a lot of work before they can even get people from ISO to walk in and to be able to evaluate properly. That's how bad I think it is. Wow.
0: Is, is Montreal lagging behind the rest of the continent in terms of transparency, ethics, uh, anti-corruption? I mean, we sort of take it for granted that we are... Uh, a distinct society, but I mean, just compare us. If could you compare us to other cities in North America? How are we doing? Neil?
2: Yeah, sorry, I, I lost the last twenty seconds. Oh, I was, just, I was just, I was
0: just saying, but... you know, uh, wh- how would you compare Montreal in terms of transparency and anti-corruption to other cities in North America?
2: It's not good in that. I mean, we have a and i think the reputation is is warranted i mean we've got uh there is no transparency we can't get basic financial information the borough mayor can't get basic financial information that's how bad it is like and even like uh, talking to former uh, elected officials they were not really that interested in in the accounting and, and I, I sort of understand if you're not in an accounting if you're not in the finance and it, it doesn't interest you but They didn't even have access to the uh, direct data. They didn't have access to this Simon uh, program, and it's no, you know. And talking to people, I mean, did mention that the mayor at the time flat out lied to them on a certain issue, and I can't recall what the issue is, which is why I won't I won't name the mayor at the time. But it's it's known that our elected officials will fib, will completely uh, outright lie to us when it's you know when clearly it's the facts are there.
1: I, I see Montreal as the last of the big corrupt cities in the sense that, you know, other cities have gone through it. Um, and, and I think it also is a testament to the quality of life of the city. You know, for, for forever and ever, yeah, we had our challenges. Yeah, the roads could be better, but we had a good quality of life. It was safe. We did. We felt safe when we were going out. It had a great nightlife. It had a great social environment. It had a great, uh, um, you know, tolerance. Uh, It was seen as an open city. And then the financial crisis of 2008 hits. And then all of a sudden, people start to do some digging and the Charbonneau Committee comes out, you know, comes up. And then we start to realize that, holy smokes, like it's, you know, this wasn't anything new. You find it about the store removal contracts uh, being, you know, allotted out based on, you know, uh, golf holes, and you hear about uh, um, uh, all kinds of, of uh, you know, improprieties within our borough as well. It, it costs, you know, so even politicians would go to jail over it. Um, when you talk about, you know, getting even, even our current borough mayor being unable to get basic financial information, some of the candidates feel that the way to improve things is to change The bureaucrats and the civil servant leadership here within the borough itself, and once that's done, things might change. Is that something that you you know you would describe to as well? Do you see as one that's one of the solutions? I think that's part of the solution, but even if
2: you look at the overall approach of it, it saddens me that Sue Montgomery went through all this when she was part of a party. I mean, she had when when she started on this adventure, she was with Projet Montreal, which had the majority. And none of them were really out there to help her, so it was like really partisan bickery, bickering. And then Lionel Perez didn't really help out much either. I mean, he he came out with you know some snotty remarks here and there, but the guy's a freaking lawyer for Christ's sake. He should have seen what was going on was not mm-hmm. right. I mean, Sima Germy had to go had, a, had to go to court, and then a superior court judge found her uh, right on a lot of the things. I mean, you'd think that mm-hmm. Lionel Perez sitting next to her would be able to see this thing. A schmuck like me was able to see uh, yeah. a lot of this crap going on. So I yeah. mean. No, it, it, clearly it, there's a lot of problems with, with our elected officials. And it's and, and again, I, uh, here, you know what, for, for everyone who hasn't taken a shot yet, Turks and Caicos, man. Like, how is it that Kader, after Panama Papers, Pandora Papers, uh, uh, what, what's the last one now? Uh, anyway, after all of this, how is it acceptable to have a candidate that dealt with Turks and Caicos? Turks and Caicos has nothing at all to invest in. I looked at the court documents a little bit. We're going for some 7 or 8% investments, and yet somehow the the victim ended up losing more than 50% of their money. So it's right. ridiculous. Right. I mean, for, you know what? Technically, sure, she wasn't a criminal. She, didn't, she wasn't found uh, guilty of any criminal charges. But for Christ's sake, man, you, you, you're, 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 you're a candidate for mayor, and you're presenting this as being acceptable? This is crap mm-hmm. and garbage.
1: Right. And that's what, right, we have, what we have. Right. So if you if you've had questionable past uh, in terms of financial propriety, you could still be part of the party. But if you uh, if you were outspoken about uh, certain la- laws related to language, you're kicked out in your brain as an independent. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, good point. No, you oh. know what? it's crazy. It, it, it's
2: absolutely crazy.
0: OK, now let's get to something serious. What do you think of the bike path on Terrebonne?
2: Okay, I used that bike, pack, bike pass. I was like one of the few people like that that actually rode it, and it's bumpy as hell. it was bumpy as hell. It was not a great ride. I mean, my wrists were hurt, and uh, after the ride, so as it was, it wasn't a, a, a great place to do it. You should repave the road before like reserving it. I mean, no, it wasn't a great idea. It wasn't an idea of the of the year. But you know what? I'll give Sue credit. At least she stuck with it. I mean, she. Her heart, you know, she, she was pro-bike from the beginning. She didn't let down her, 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 her supporters. I'm not exactly pro-bike. I'm actually more pro-cars. I mean, I bike a lot, but uh, I'm more for more parking. Uh, families the families need cars. We need to get, a, get from A to Z. And so I'm more pro that. But she's stuck to her guns, at least, uh, contrary to other people around so that there, there
0: table. So there are a handful of parties that exist only at the borough level. And um and and how do you think do you think they can succeed? So of course I'm talking about uh Equipe Courage with Sue Montgomery. I'm talking about Team NDG with Alex Montagano, uh and and you know, you to a certain extent, although there is of course a Central City candidate in your party. How how do you think do you think is it silly like voters? For the, like for the 12 people who will actually vote in this election, <laughs> most of them, uh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. If you bother to vote, Neil, um, <laughs> like they're trying to decide, you know, do I go with, you know, one of these bigger parties, Valerie Plante, Denis Coderre, or do I go with one of these local parties that really seems to speak to my local issues? You know, what, what do you think of that, Neil? Uh, okay.
2: Uh, I'm biased I mean I'm running for I'm running for some uh, for uh, a citywide party, but right off the bat, I'd strike out uh, the the two leading contenders just because they haven't delivered the goods in the last eight years. Now that leaves basically that leaves ballrama a wholeness and that leaves Gi uh, uh okay I, I won't adjust for okay now, you know what I'll adjust the uh, the borough parties. The borough parties can. I mean Anjou' done mm-hmm. it Anjou's done it with success. I mean they've got excellent mm-hmm. slow planning I mean, They've done it so well that they've gotten fined for it. But uh, I think, like, a borough party can succeed, but you need the budget. And uh, the same with Anjou, they already had the budget to begin with. We're left, you're, you're a borough party, but you still don't have that power at City Hall. You don't have that leverage. And, and it's, sadly, it, it's its a handful of civil servants. with a handful of politicians that are doling out the cash. So unless you're, you're in on it or you somehow... Are able to call them out on it. I don't think you'll get you'll be getting your fair share. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, go ahead, Dave.
1: So, so maybe keeping in that thing. So, it's so November eighth. the The results are in. You are the borough uh, mayor for MDG Cote Um You have a you, you don't have a majority amongst the councilors. You have maybe a couple. Um, you also have uh, someone else who's mayor of the city. So what? what is your number? What are you going to do? What are you going to do first? What's your day one? What are your priorities? How are you going to, you know, what are you going to start focusing on right away?
2: Day one is I'll call the mayor up and set up an appointment with the mayor, whoever is in charge of the finances and the civil servants, and let's talk to uh, finances and show me the formula, please. Mm-hmm. And that's, we're going to start from that. And then we're, and if, if, you know, if you want to include all the other borough mayors, by all means, let's do it, but let's have a fair formula. Let's, we give about half a billion dollars to the, yeah. to the central city and a lot of that money is lost through slippage.
1: Yeah.
2: So, I mean, no, let's look at the number. I want to see the numbers before we can decide what, what who gets what piece of the pie. Let, let, let's do this in a fair fashion. And it's going to suck for the other boroughs, but, from the past screw jobs we should be compensated for that in some manner. Mm. will we get it Probably not but I'm gonna be using that as a negotiation uh, tool.
0: Um, I know we were th- we did a lot of talk on accounting and all this kind of stuff but are you saying Neil that that you you're a candidate for borough mayor you're, and you're a sophisticated person, you know an accountant, etc. Do you don't know, you don't have access to the formula by which the borough gets its slice of city money? No. Oh. I
2: think it's You, know, not- you kind of, but I'm going to assume your question, and no, I do not have access to that formula. I do not know anybody who has access to that formula. Right. And during that debate, Lionel Perez was starting to say that, well, yeah, you know, financial information and all that. I called him out on that bullshit. And I had yeah. chatted that. He can respond to my accusation to which he chose not to. He doesn't have the formula. Nobody has that freaking formula. Are you suggesting a handful of uh, employees at the at City Hall.
1: N-
0: N- do N- other... Go ahead, Dave.
1: So I was going to say, do other cities... Municipalities in Quebec have this formula, like Laval or the South Shore. Is it just Montreal relies on a formula? No, I think the screen. can okay, okay, you if, miss the last part. I was asking if, if the
2: I, I think I got your your question. Sure. I'm not aware of how all the, the how as other cities allocate the, do their uh, their allocations of uh, budgets. I'm more familiar with how the federal government deals with cities and how, they, they, how it's done, but it's more—it's done in a more—it's a formula. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Every mean, other place where I've worked, where it's budgets. It's done on formulas, like real formulas, where you can you can do an audit and, and you know have the source document versus what what triggered the, the, your algorithm in a formula. But yeah, no, it's it's city Montreal is the only entity that I've seen where it's it's puzzling how to the money is term.
0: Um. The YMCA on Hampton, uh, you know, there's the, the land next to it that's sort of belongs to the city now. But I feel that if I, like, blink, there's going to be a building built on it. Like, w- what do we need to do in NDG to actually have green space survive more than one administration? Like... <laughs>
2: I, and, you know, part of uh, that we had the, during the debate, there's one thing that I, I uh, report that they provided. What I, I think is an awesome idea is to get an inventory of what we have, what land we have and all that. At least let's, you know, let's let's track what we have. And then that way, people, when they take a walk, they can even sort of see what's going on because we don't have apparently we don't have that. And that's I find that mind baffling. So, no, we need more transparency. We need to see more what information, what data we have. And, and yeah, yeah no, you know, you know, that. It's a, it's a concern. We don't know what they're going to do with that line. I mean, I I sort of zoned out because yes, they purchased it, but yeah, no, you're right. Within like the next uh, thirty days, a completely a complete plan could be implemented, and we're we're not aware of it.
0: You know, uh, for for our listeners who don't know, Neil, you've been attending Borough Council meetings for forever, basically. Isn't that the case? Like, do you don't are you like one of, like the, one of the three citizens that actually goes and attends and asks questions and participates and and contributes to our democracy?
2: I, I've been to about four of them. Like, uh, yeah, yes. I've been to about four uh, meetings, and which okay. is four times more than I voted. So that's <laughs> it's a plus, I guess. And I've been to two uh S- S- uh Sid West uh borough meetings uh, as well too where uh, i I was asked to stop filming, but the police uh, officer next to me decided to let me <laughs> it's to,
1: good uh,
0: thing you weren't being arrested then they'd really take away your camera yeah. <laughs> that was a joke um yeah. so okay so uh uh we we covered budget we covered uh Terrebonne bike path we uh, what about like blue bonnets? Uh, Empress, what do you th- what yeah. are your
2: thoughts? Blue bonnets. It scares me when I hear that they're going to make it carbon neutral because then I'm wondering, okay, how are you going to make this carbon neutral? Like, uh, how are you going to do it? Then I, I hear about certain plans about uh, getting carbon uh, tracking, and I'm. Being in finance, I've seen like the carbon market. It's and It's a far west, man. It's really not. You don't want to get involved in this. It's all kinds of consultants giving all kinds of bullshit formulas. And it's, you don't want to get into that. So getting back to the blue bonnets, I'd like to see just like a common sense uh, approach. Like try to build as many units as possible. Don't approach it from a, we want only bicycles. We don't want cars. It's Make it for everyone. Make it for seniors. Make it for families. Make it for singles uh one bedrooms two bedrooms two bedrooms make, make it mixture make it for everyone i mean it's it, no ideology just just we need more units it's a supply and demand issue we need more supply
0: we we could make 50 000 one one-bedroom apartments like in griffintown <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a joke could, but
2: then again it's no and then and, and it, it depends like what kind of approach that you want like you know yeah. it, it's no it, it's no
0: yeah, with no I parks. I
2: understand. No, you, you want you want you want an approach that's aesthetic. It, it or we could, or beautiful.
0: we could do it like the triangle. Lots of buildings, no green space, no schools, no community center. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I think I'm yeah. being no, too no, cynical. It's, I'm being no, It's a Solid concerns, absolutely. And We're you need parks. Fired. I mean, if you have
2: kids, if you have a family, you, you need to take them somewhere. You yeah. can't. You mm-hmm. can't go in these concrete jungles that that look like uh, yeah. St. Petersburg uh, ghettos. I mean, that's mm-hmm. not. What it doesn't look good.
1: But I I think at some point too, you need to talk about the, you have to take action on the environment. And I know they're in a debate tonight. They're talking a lot of, you know, some bit about carbon and carbon offsetting and net neutrality and, you know, there's the big buzzwords uh, and some of the candidates had some more concrete uh, uh, policy uh, than others. But I know it's, it's hard sometimes to, to, you know, envision it, but we do have to start somewhere with the environment. So what's the Action Montreal's platform on environment? What are some of the highlights?
2: Well, one of the main highlights that we have is uh, to have a water uh, purification system uh, based on uh, ozonization technology. Mm -hmm. A lot of the water that we spilled back into the St. Lawrence River is uh, it still has a lot of the bacteria, a lot of the um, the hormones that are that are in it, so it, it's it, it's a it ozonation water treatment plant that will get rid of all those uh, those um, residuals uh, when we flush it back into the Saint Lawrence River.
0: Nice. Uh, okay. I mean, uh, I think we did the the tour of the issues. I'm amazed how much energy you have, Neil. You just went through a two-hour debate with the other yeah. leaders. Now you're recording this podcast. This is like three hours straight. If anything, you're a candidate with a lot of stamina. <laughs>
1: yeah, Adam, not just, a, not just a two-hour debate, but a two-hour debate that went over by about 30 minutes. And I have a full-time job, by the way, too. Yeah, as do we as
2: well. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. We really do appreciate it.
2: Thank you. No, no, and I appreciate this because I'm not getting any of this airtime from the the, the bailed out uh, legacy media. I mean, they're useless in this uh, campaign. Mm.
0: I like that hashtag. We should start using it. Bailed out. We could use a bailout, Dave. What what could we use? A uh, case of uh, uh, a case of Sapporo. Yeah, we
1: could get a recording studio. We can get uh, <laughs> we can get some uh, some admin help to. Uh to organize debates and other yeah. things, but yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's because, the path yeah. to corruption, right? It starts with a case of beer, True. and then you're on a yacht in Turks and Caicos. Right, Neil? That's right. Isn't that that's how right. it
2: works? Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty <laughs>
0: much.
1: Excellent. Perfect. Perfect. Anyway, still, thanks so much. Finally, we got to meet, um, and the election's just around the corner. I think it's going to be a super interesting election in this borough with the the, the variety of candidates at the councilor level, also at the mayor level. It should be fun.
2: Yeah, and thanks for having me on. It's
1: yeah. really cool. Yeah, all
0: right. Good. Good. Take care. Okay. Neil has left the NDG winning studio. Yes. And, uh, wow. Great. I'm so happy we finally got all the candidates on the podcast. Yes,
1: that, uh, thank you, Adam, for organizing all that. I know it, uh, oh. you know, it was a uh, – we, we got all six of the Borough American – next time we got to – Move to a borough where there's only two candidates running, not yeah. six. Yeah, <laughs>
0: But But, uh, and it was, it was, uh, I'm so grateful that they all took the time. And Neil today, Neil, who is, uh, he holds, he doesn't hold any punches, eh? He just no, yeah, uh, says do. it like it is. So, okay, in other news, mm-hmm. uh, residents of NDG that are somewhat near NDG Avenue between Madison and Grand Uh got a flyer through the door saying that sometime soon on 48 hours notice their sewers are going to be shut off for 24 hours. That means, and the flyer literally says you can't flush your toilet, you can't wash your dishes, you can't take a shower. Basically you're, you're pole vaulted back to 1700. <laughs> okay, you're going to be doing your business in the backyard right. with your dog. You bed
1: a bedpan next to your bed yeah. and you spill yeah. it out the window.
0: Now, the punchline is the flyer came only in French. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to mention it, because I was wondering if English people can still flush their toilet. <laughs> I, I figure they must. It's only the French people that have to suck it up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I wonder. I wonder if, again, if it's for emergency work. You know uh, the, you know the, the the water treatment plant is going to collapse if we don't do this for emergency work. But I just cannot believe. They're fixing the sewers. I bike I mean, by yeah. it, by the way. Recently, there's no way that that is emergency work. Wow. Well, that is yeah. work that that was that needed that has been planned, and we've talked about it time and time again.
0: Uh, on the record, me, Dave,
1: that is that could be avoided.
0: On the record, can I use yeah. your toilet? Yes, I'll give you 48 hours notice though.
1: <laughs> you can give me four hours notice. No problem. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll you know
0: I'll spray uh, disinfectant after and everything.
1: So the business idea is yes. you have a, a, a roulette, trailer truck with uh, portalettes Genius. With portable toilets and you go and you just set up shop you have some music you have a little uh, food stand you charge a few bucks to use the facilities depending on what you need. then boom you're uh, there's there's a business
0: <laughs> all right i'll work on that you know, but you have something else to talk about yeah
1: so uh so we talked about it we mentioned it tonight was the uh, there was the the ndg community council had a, a mayor Candidate debate. It was on YouTube via Zoom or Zoom via YouTube. Um, all six borough candidates were there. It was just over two hours. It was it was quite interesting. Um, uh, it was bilingual, uh, and and it just it it always impresses me. You know, you I think you get the stereotype of the English person that doesn't speak French or the French person that doesn't speak English, and you hear about these language laws and nothing else, but. We're all products of, 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 of having a, 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 a population that's majority francophone. And the back and forth in English and French, all candidates, their French was fantastic. Their English was great. It was really, really nice to uh, it was really nice to see. So at the peak, Adam, how many, how many of the hundred and something thousand, 160,000 residents of this fantastic borough we live in, how many do you think were watching it online? let's say optimistically at the peak, at
0: the at peak, the peak, at the peak. Yeah. uh, let's say optimistically 250 concerned citizens.
1: Hmm. Divide that by this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was about, it was less than a hundred.
0: Oh boy. Wow. Right. So I'm,
1: yep. I'm, I'm comforted that our, that our own podcasts g- garner as many as if more, um, just a couple other points. Um, uh, Lionel kept on shutting his camera, which to me was like, it's so disrespectful. Like Lionel, come on, man! you're falling. You're going down the, the, the Marvin Rotran rabbit hole of, of, a video podcast broadcasting during, uh, during public meetings next. And also there was someone and I think it might've been Lionel as well. Didn't have their mute on all the time. Again, I, anyways, I think that, that uh, was bad the etiquette. Charm, the um, charm
0: of Zoom events, right? The charm of Zoom events. Well, exactly. sometimes the camera really has to be off, right? Yeah.
1: You know, no, exactly. you know, but sometimes. It was, every, it was every single, it was every single you time. Know, okay. um, you know, we had, uh, you know, we had our two fiscally minded uh, candidates who were really focusing on budgets and, 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 and how financial decisions are being made. Um, of course we had with political savvy. Uh, We had someone who's really trying to make changes in their borough um, and also someone who my youngest daughter said, I like her the best. She Mm. seems the nicest. So that was really nice. So that was just so it was it was actually a lot of fun. So um, but what was interesting was um, there were a few questions about environment. Um, There was one question about public transit and it was kind of indirect. Uh, bike paths. So it really wasn't uh, at the forefront, and I really thought that, based on the fact that the uh, it was questions that were asked by people that were either watching or had submitted in advance, that climate and environment and public transit would be more at the forefront, um, and it really wasn't. I think that'll it, be that'll be quite interesting. Would to
0: it see. would it be hard for you, Dave, to to talk about a a winner of the debate? I know that that's and you could say Adam this isn't CNN, this isn't CBC, uh, debate night with, you know, with Trudeau and, and, uh, and all of that gang or, but I don't want to put you on the spot, but the question comes to mind. I didn't watch well, the, the winner,
1: whole winner. The winner has to be Sue Montgomery because she said she's bringing back the Monkland street festival. So, wow. I mean, there you go. That's my one issue. No, all kidding aside. <laughs> nice. You know, that's a good question. I think they, it was a little difficult because, uh, at the first hour was the same question asked to all six candidates with a, with a, you know, specific time to answer. Um, and there was no uh, rebuttal, which I thought was great. But the second hour were questions that were asked by either viewers or people that, and it was more like, okay, this question is for Ensemble Montréal and Courage. And as a result, because you have Projet Montréal, Ensemble and Courage, or the three big parties, uh, Alex, with Koteles and DG Neil, with uh, Axel Morial and Matthew as well, Morial really didn't get as many questions. They tried to rebalance it. Um, you know, I think it's the, the uh, both Neil and Alex. They know uh, about the numbers. They know about the budget. It's they're so passionate about it. They have a plan for the borough um, based on those things, and, and they 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 don't skate around. They don't sugarcoat. So I give them props for that. Um, uh, Lionel, uh, you know, he told the party line. He had very specific uh, his platform, specific commitments. His three eyes. Um, uh, also, Sue was very passionate about uh, about the borough, changing the borough. Like really, like if you're someone that wants to change the way this borough is being managed and mm-hmm. the people that are managing it, mm-hmm. uh, courage is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gracia with uh, with projet Montreal. Uh, also was excellent. Uh, with uh, She really had the best, I felt, um, uh, 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 reply and policy about what her party's doing for climate. Mm-hmm. Some really good facts. Um, she's also very personal, which is really nice. And Matthew, too, big focus on uh, community housing, uh, low-income housing, which was uh, which was really nice as well. So I I can't say there was a yeah, clear winner. I think fine. they're each other's strengths and minuses. I, 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 so,
0: I, yeah. I, that's a great answer and I think I think where we go with that is it's for, up to our listeners to pick the
1: winner isn't right, it right exactly right yeah Yeah. and, and, you, and you, go yeah. online you can see party platforms yeah. Courage is releasing them soon uh, watch the yeah. debate and replay there'll be others as well
0: uh, yeah and I think from now until the election which is just a few weeks away uh, a couple of weeks we're going to be encouraging our listeners to vote and yes we're going to uh, launch a fake prize draw for (laughs) anyone who listens to our podcast and uh, says that they voted in our Facebook group. Their name will be entered in a fake draw for a fake gift uh, of lunch, uh, of all you can eat at Pigeon
1: Cafe. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. So just to to touch on that, Yeah. it, everyone should have gotten um, the the information package in the mail in their mailboxes. Um, if it was addressed to your personal name, you're registered to vote. If it wasn't, if it just says the occupant, go to elections.montreal.ca, and there you just put in your postal code and your civic address, and it'll let you know if you're registered or not. It's super easy to do. What's also great about this website is that it tells you all the candidates that are running in your uh, in your borough. Uh, in your in your uh, in your, your municipality and at the at the city center level, um, uh, and it also like well, I'm in the NDG uh, writing, and it also said there of the 31,712 people, 21,000 are eligible to vote.
0: So that's so NDG. That's just the district of NDG.
1: the district of NDG. Right. That's not the entire borough, right? right in the district, right? So. It's a great way to know. And like you said, Adam, absolutely. We, there are more places in the world where people cannot vote, get yes. out and vote. And, and I think yes. our borough has got the best panoply of, of, of potential candidates. An, an embarras
0: du choix, quite literally. Now, exactly. Uh, I want to actually, I had this little tidbit on that flyer, on that mailing that everybody got through their mailbox, okay? Right. The, it's addressed to l'occupant. Okay. In the, in the address part of the letter on the left side. Right. Yeah. And because I'm a bit of a putz, I thought, oh, I have to go to the registration office and put my name on the roll because I didn't notice that on the right hand side of the letter, my name did appear in, Uh but tiny, tiny font. Uh Oh. I think they're running low on ink at the borough office because the (laughs) individualization of these letters is so puny. You need a magnifying glass and I'm, um, I'm not young, but I'm also not old (laughs) and you just can't see it. But seriously look to the right side of the letter.
1: And in typical bureaucratic fashion that envelope contains about seven different documents. Uh, it's overkill, overkill, but Hey, Maybe if we get the right uh, right counselors and the right borough mayor, um, things will change for us.
0: Yeah, and you need to know like expert level origami to see the English version of the flyer. Because all (laughs) the flyers read in French like very naturally. And then the English, normally the English is like you flip it over and it's English, right?
1: Right. Not
0: this time. You have to fold back some page somehow turn it yeah. around and do a very special yoga position like a hot yoga position
1: uh, and you can't flush it down the toilet because they won't allow you for 24 yeah hours. yeah
0: can i come over and use your toilet
1: it's <laughs> I, I the door's unlocked
0: <laughs> okay so i think people have had enough of us at this point yeah um thank you so much dave this was a great one
1: yeah my pleasure great talk dad and we'll talk okay. soon take care